welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers, alongside John DeShazer and Todd Graffinini. It is the start of Saints training camp presented by Rouse's. The 2022 season is officially underway. It was a hot one today. It's going to be like that every day. I, I thought it was... Um... I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was too, too bad. They had some cloud cover out there today, and they cut practice short about an hour as well, Aaron. So we got a bit of a break, but no, it's uh, it's just crazy to think about that we were out there. You know, it, it just feels like it was just a couple of weeks ago, and now you're back out there watching training camp again. But uh, it was a good first day. I think J.D. will attest as well, and it was a pleasant surprise to see some guys out there who we did not know were going to be out there. Well, biggest guys being Michael Thomas. Um, we knew he would be off the pup list quickly. I, I don't know if he's officially uh, been taken off of it, but to get the receiver back on the field, to get him some reps, not in team drills, but to just get him out there, get a feel for the process again, get him back working. Um, we knew he was going to be back at some point in time. We just didn't know it was going to be quite this soon. It's a great sight to see him out there. Um, obviously, you get him out there. You get Taysom Hill out there at tight end. Uh, those are two prominent names offensively if this team wants to be good on offense. So to get him back out there working in any capacity, man, Taysom Hill was full. Uh, but to get Michael mm-hmm. Thomas back on the field, just the sight of him and what he can bring to this offense was a great sight. Thomas looked great, too. He didn't have anything around that ankle, didn't look like he was limited in any fashion, running, cutting. He was effective in his routes and he caught all the passes that were thrown his way that's the one thing that i noticed that he had no limp whatsoever he did everything full speed and as you mentioned you didn't see any ankle heavily taped or or anything he was actually wearing short socks which i know would drive antonio daniels crazy but but uh no and look the, the thing about michael thomas and i know john has been here a lot longer than i have and watched him practice many more times than i have but he does treat every rep like it's his last. And, of course, you kind of miss that because you haven't seen him out there the last couple of years. But it, it just did not seem to me that uh, he had lost any type of speed, step, uh, precise running of his routes, and obviously he can catch the ball. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a better test of where he is when you get him into team drills and he's working against competition. You know, right now he, he does look good. He's running against air, but he's making the plants. He's making the cuts. And those are the things that he needs to be able to do when he gets out there against competition. And he's actually, you know, being jostled around. He's, you know, being competitive, trying to get the football. Then that takes different things, but he looked just to see him on the field running around, uh, whether it was any capacity. He didn't, again, he didn't do team drills, but just to see him on the field, has to be an uplift for this team. He had to pass a, a conditioning test before he was able to get out there today. Uh, he said he knew he was going to pass it from the beginning, and he looked like a guy who is not quite the Michael Thomas that we know, but he looks like he's trending, as he said, in that direction. Definitely said he wants to continue to get better. He was somebody who's going to be very competitive regardless of injury, before the injury, after the injury. He's going to try to elevate his game every day that he's out there on the field so we didn't only see him, we heard from him. Yeah. And, J.D., you covered him a lot. So yeah. what stood out to you about that? Well, just, you know, Mike's been a fairly quiet guy. So when he steps to the mic and says, you know, I'm trying not to get emotional about this, you know what it means to him. Um, that was one of the things that Sean Payton liked about him. He always said it means something to him. Uh, Michael Thomas is a footballaholic if ever there was one. So he just believes in taking every rep. So being out there on the field – not being in team drills probably drove him crazy because he believes in taking every rep. 
But again, when you see him out there, it has to make everybody feel good. Remember, a couple of years ago, this dude caught 149 passes for 1,750 yards, mm -hmm. um, was the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. You don't need him to be that in this offense, but if he's Michael Thomas physically, he makes everything easier. You cannot double everybody if Michael Thomas is on the field. And when Michael Thomas is doubled, a lot of times he ain't open, but he's open because he makes contested catches. And you get that rhythm with a quarterback where you get that trust where you just throw it and you say, I know where he's going to be. I know he's going to come down with the ball. That's what he's working on with Jameis Winston right now. You've got to get that cohesion going. I think they will, but it's a long process because, again, he hadn't been on the field in a long time. I'm glad John mentioned Jameis Winston as well because we heard from him today too, and he was just as excited to see Michael Thomas on the field as he is, and he's already an energetic guy, but just to see him talking about Michael Thomas and the competitors that they are. And remember, both of those guys are coming off of major, major injuries, and to see them both out there you know, pitching and catching – uh, Jameis was just as excited to see Michael Thomas out there as anybody else. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Do you think Jameis drinks coffee? No, I don't. I you, think you it's, think I think it's a nat like I, I do. I mean, he's, I've never seen a guy. He's mixed with whatever Cam Jordan Yeah, does I've too. never seen a guy more bubbly than Jameis Winston ever, and he's always that way. Uh, to get him out on the field, because, you know, he was a little bit limited in minicamp. He says now he's able to do all those things that he said he – probably shouldn't have been doing a mini camp, but he was doing anyway, mm -hmm. including rollouts. But to get him out there, you've got to get that. You know, Drew Brees used to always say time on task. Basically, you got to get him out there and you got to get those guys working together, probably after practice too, to build up that cohesion. He said one of the things you you do when you're trying to build a rapport with receivers, you got to find out how he comes out of breaks. You got to find out, you know, how he works in contested areas. You got to find out every nuance, where he likes the ball and those kinds of things. Those are the things that he's missing, not just with Michael Thomas, also with Chris Olave, although he's a little bit ahead with Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry because they did have some off-season work. Sure. But you don't hone those things until you get into training camp and get into competitive situations. And so now, you know, that's where this work begins, where you're trying to smooth that out, find out exactly where a guy likes to catch the ball, find out what he's capable of doing. Uh, so, But Jameis is, you know, I have never seen a guy more excited <laughs> about training camp. Because most people, you know, deep down, if you put you know, a little truth serum in them, they can't stand it. I mean, it, it's right. just hard work. Yeah, Winston hot. said he just loves playing yeah. football, yeah, loves likes, being back on the field. He likes working. And here's the real interesting question, Aaron and J.D., is I, I think Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, they're going to have – they're going to have some decisions to make is how much are they going to work these guys? Because, look, they need to work on the yeah. field. Look, Jameis Winston doesn't want to take any reps off. I know Michael Thomas doesn't want to take any reps off, but that's not the case. I no. mean, I mean they're, they got to do it. They're, they they're do going it. to be forced to take reps off because they got to protect them from themselves. But what is the practice schedule moving forward for mm -hmm. these guys? Uh, that, I think, is going to be one of the real storylines, what we're going to see in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about the major injuries that both of those guys And Marcus May off. as well. Or yeah. even Taysom Hill. You can and throw Taysom. him in there. Yeah, the, the major injuries these guys are coming off of, you've got to be mindful of what you're doing with them. You can't overwork them. You can't let them be the judge because they won't come off the field. Mm -hmm. So you gotta you got to look out for them because they won't look out for themselves from that standpoint. So hopefully there's a good plan in place. There seems to be and sounds like there's a good plan in place, even though James said he ain't going to miss any reps. He's going to miss some reps. <laughs> he can say that if he wants to. <laughs> there's going to be some days where James Winston is not practicing, I guarantee you, because 
when the GM says it the day before practice, it's going to happen. Then okay? you wonder if those two are going to be in the indoor uh, getting and look, some sneaking, and, uh, some reps right. in there. But that's the investment. I mean, you, you're investing in these guys. And so, you know, a day of rest is conducive to help, hope, hopefully helping them down the line. Well, it's going to take some time for them to realize what it feels like after they get out on the field like that and how much time they need recovery-wise. Um, so we will definitely watch that as training camp goes on. So we saw Winston. He was a full t- participant, did the team drills, 11-on-11, 11 11, which we hadn't seen him do earlier this summer. So that was good news. Seeing Taysom Hill back on the field, also good news. You mentioned safety Marcus May being a full participant today. Couple players that we did not see though, defensive end Marcus Davenport and then linebacker Pete Warner. Dennis Allen referenced that he had an injury, but didn't think he would miss a lot of time. So other players that we're gonna keep an eye on to see when they might emerge here over camp. Yeah, Pete was working individually off on the side right. prior to practice. So I think whatever it is with him, that's generally a good sign that he's out on the field getting some work in. Uh, Marcus Davenport's on the pup list, so mm-hmm. we don't know exactly where that's going to be, but they don't feel like he's going to be on the pup list long. And the last time they said a guy wasn't going to be on the pup list long, it was Michael Thomas, and he was on the field the next day. <laughs> so so hopefully it falls something along those lines because, you know, if Mark and da- and when Marcus Davenport returns, and if you've got a healthy and ready Peyton Turner, and if you've got Cam Jordan, and if you've got Carl Granderson, you've got a defensive end rotation, and you can mix in some other guys, that – will be as good, as I think, as, as any. They might not be the names that some are, but they will be as effective as any in the NFL. I think Peyton Turner is going to be that X factor as well. He had a couple of sacks today uh, during team on Ian Book. I mean, you just saw his rush off the right edge. And, again, when he is right, he can get it done. He's just had some very unfortunate issues with injuries, even going back to when he was at Houston in college. But, again, if you can get this guy healthy, keep him on the field, you're exactly right. You've got some, you've got some ends that can get to the passer. Expectations for this year's team. Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis yesterday said that they expect to win now. This is not a rebuild. Taking a look at the team out there, seeing some of those guys back on the field. How how are we feeling at the start of camp here? Well, this is easy. They had the most starters play in the NFL last year. They had four kickers. And four quarterbacks, and they went and they went nine and eight. <laughs> I just had a flashback, <laughs> and they went nine and eight. And and let's let there's a reason they had four kickers, right? Right. You know, so if you can get Will Lutz back, solid at kicker, and if you can get the continuity, there's going to be injuries in the NFL. It it just is. There's a lot of attrition, but if you got fifty plus lineups and four of those are quarterbacks, you can't get the continuity that you need to be a winning team. If you can stay solid there. If you're not running through four kickers, because if you're running through four kickers, that means some kickers are losing games for you. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what that means. So if you can get the continuity in those positions for this team this year, I think you're going to be fine. You're going to have to find out what they're going to do at linebacker. You feel like Pete Werner and Demario Davis are obviously you guys, but who's going to back them up? Or are you going to have to play a lot of big nickel with, with the extra safeties, which you are capable of doing because they've got a pretty good secondary that they feel good about. And if you got Marcus May and Tyron Matthews able to move around, and you got C.D. Deuce out there, and you got P.J. Williams, you've got some guys who have some multiplicity that you can move them around and kind of mimic linebackers. But you've got two base linebackers that you feel real good about, and behind them, you know, Zach Vaughn, Caden Ellis, you know, guys who haven't really done it in the NFL. So that's, that's – if I had an area of concern, it would be that. 
I, I'm look. I, I don't know how it can go any deeper than JD did. That's why he's the journalist here in the group. Um, to me, going back to 2017 when this team started the run that they're on, it's always been about health to me. I mean, it really has. Mm-hmm. And even just some of the slip-ups later on in the playoffs because there were guys that had been playing all year that weren't there in the postseason, and it kind of tripped them up at the end. So I, I just, again, as J.D. mentioned, you're always going to have injuries in the NFL. I just think the Saints have had terrible luck with their injury situation in the last few years, especially late in the season when uh, they really could have gone deep into the playoffs uh, just because there were guys that they had counted on all year long that weren't available to them. So to me, it's always going to be about health because I just think the roster is built to win. Yeah, I got to do some research because I don't know that I've ever heard of an NFL team with four quarterbacks and four kickers in the same season. I just don't well, know. Well, they have the I've most ever, starters when, ever. I don't know that I've ever when, heard that. When extra points become <laughs> things that you have to cover your eyes before they yeah. kick them, then you know that uh, it was an issue last no, year. The amount of adversity that they faced in so many different areas last we, season. We, we had four We had four kickers roll through training camp, That's it seemed saying. like, I, last I just, year. I have never seen that kind of instability at kick. I mean, you might get three deep before you get to a guy who can actually kick it straight. But I've never seen you get to four deep and have to use four quarterbacks in the same season. I just have not seen that. Well, Will Lutz looked good today. Yeah, yeah. he did. No, he's, he, the ball was coming off his foot well. And, uh, again, that's a well. that has to be a very welcome sight to Dennis Allen and company because, again, last year was just you didn't know where it was going or who, <laughs> who was kicking it or what. I mean, it was just you didn't know who was going out there. Well, now we know, speaking of stability, this is Jameis Winston's team. No doubt. And that they have said that has changed his approach a little bit. He's a little more confident, a little more comfortable coming in. Yeah, but he says it hadn't changed him. I mean, because what the thing about Jameis is whether he's the one quarterback or the four quarterback, he's going to work. That that's Absolutely. what he does. And so, I don't think he feels so comfortable that he can go out and and just have you know four sloppy practices, and it, he's just still rock solid with the game. Because look. Andy Dalton's played a lot of really good football mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, Andy Dalton is a capable starter, not not a number two. He is their team he can start for today. So he can't rest on, okay, he's the number one quarterback because it's just not that way. If we're talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, Tom Brady, yeah, that's one thing. Jameis knows he's going to have to continue to work. Because And not that Andy Dalton is breathing down his neck, but one, he's just built that way. But two, it's a production business. It's a production business, and he's going to have to produce. He's taken more of an ownership leadership role of the team. And look, it's just, it's hard when you listen to that guy talk for 15, 20 minutes, as we did today. It's just hard to to think how his teammates could not love him. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a perfect teammate. I mean, he's he's talking everybody up. He 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 really appreciates the role that he is in. He's not taking it for granted, and um, no, he's a guy that I, I don't believe at all thinks that his position is comfortable. I think he's he's trying to get better each and every day. And remember, he's still, I mean, in theory, still rehabbing. I sure. mean, there's no, there's no way he's a hundred percent. If he was, he wouldn't be wearing a brace on his knee. So, um, I, I just. I just really, really like his demeanor and how he talks about his teammates and, and how he's taking that ownership yeah. role. He was like that when he was the scout team quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, that's just him. He's, 
I'm telling you, he's as bubbly as anybody <laughs> I've, I've I've ever seen. Cam, Cam is like busy. Cam's like a three year old. And a little I don't know ADHD how, action. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of things going through Cam's yeah. mind. Yeah, I don't know how Nikki deals with him and the kids. You know, <laughs> God bless her. I, I just don't know how she does it. But but Jameis is just the bubbliest person I've ever, I've ever seen. It will be interesting to see how this team changes under new head coach Dennis Allen. You expect your team to take on a little bit of the personality of your head coach. We saw that on the defensive side. They work hard, they compete, they're energetic, they play tough. Those are the kind of adjectives that Dennis Allen said he was going to bring across the board to this team. Does it feel any different in terms of having D.A. at the helm? I think what you you find out about D.A.'s fiery, and I don't know if you see it as much publicly, and probably because the cameras are trained on the head coach. But D.A. will say some words that you can't say in Sunday school, okay? (laughs) And he'll say a lot of them. And – and so I think the players, especially the defensive guys, know that about him already. The offensive guys have to get accustomed to that. And when you're coaching the offensive guys, but you've been with the defensive guys for that amount of time, well, I would imagine the offensive guys will look at you like, okay, does he know what he's talking about? So that's probably going to be Pete. And Pete Carmichael is the polar opposite of Dennis Allen. Pete Carmichael is a quiet whisperer. But D.A.'s got a lot of fire to him, and if the team takes on his personality, look, you saw what the defense does. Mm-hmm. The defense, this defense is the swaggiest unit maybe in the NFL. Everybody got a handshake. I don't How do you remember 59? I don't know. <laughs> All these dudes are the swaggiest defense in the league. If that rolls over to the offense, then that's the kind of team that you can expect because we see how the defense is, and that should roll over to the offense too because that, that's his personality. Yeah, and that's a great point because in the last 16 years, the offense was always the calling card of this franchise. In the last two years, though, you could make a serious argument that the defense was the yeah. better side of the football. Last year, I don't, it's not a debate. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, I think there were about 50-50. If everybody comes back healthy again, though, on the offensive side – are we back more to a 50-50 type of deal where the offense is holding up their end of the bargain? Because the defense, quite honestly, last year, I mean, kept them in every game. Uh, all, all nine wins and even the games that they lost, it, it was defense, defense, defense because the offense just struggled so much because it was just the personnel was not there. Yeah. I know we're all looking forward to seeing how it's going to play out. And we got things started today with the first day of training camp we're going to be here every day with you you can follow along at saints on twitter or at neworleansaints.com we'll have all of our podcasts again multiple times a week the saints podcast presented by seat geek you can find it on itunes or on our website and of course you can find stories from graf and john DeShazer as well appreciate the time do we have any last thoughts here before we close things out i'm just glad jd's back in the house well, you know what? I, I second that emotion. <laughs> it's good to be back, and uh, you know, it's good to go to a training camp practice. It's good to see these guys on the field. That's that's you know that's what we're here for to see this team practice and hopefully get better and hopefully knock wood, stay healthy, and uh, be the team that they believe they can be. I think they can, uh, but you can't. You know, you've got to be able to mitigate the injuries. Again, they're going to happen, but you know, I'm I'm really excited about what they possibly can do, especially if they're healthy. Great way to put a bow on it there for John DeShazer, Todd Graffinini. I'm Aaron Summers. Thank you for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.